Hey everybody, welcome to E-Commerce Answers, a podcast produced and sponsored by Acorin, a leading e-commerce agency. My name is Frank Thompson. Every episode, we're going to explore, analyze, and discuss key issues facing both B2B and B2C e-commerce merchants. We're going to look at a wide range of topics with a bias towards trends and technologies that merchants, e-commerce team members, and the media will be interested in. Welcome. All righty. Well, let's get let's get started. Um, I think this will be a fun conversation. Welcome to uh, another edition of the E-Commerce Answers podcast from Acorin. And this is uh, the first in a series that we've got planned talking with uh, some of Acorin's e-commerce technology and service partners, not just to do some uh, co-promotion, but also to make our client merchants and other listeners uh, aware of these services. And today um, we're having a conversation with a good one. The company is called Gorgias, spelled a G-O-R-G-I-A-S. And uh, the company provides an opportunity for e-commerce merchants to outsource and um, improve their uh, customer service. And today we have uh, Nicole Bakai from uh, Gorgeous with us. And uh, welcome, welcome to e-commerce answers, Nicole. We would love for you to just uh, start out by talking a little bit about um, just tell us about your role at the company. And um, did I, did I, did I uh, pronounce the name of the company correct for starters? Is that correct? It's gorgeous. Gorgeous. Yes, you hit the nail on the head. Um, usually people mispronounce it, but that's, that's perfect. Awesome. Um, so, so tell us a little bit about um, w- w- what you do and, and then, um, you know, maybe a little uh, kind of the elevator speech. Uh, correct me um, about uh, the customer service role of Gorgeous. And what yes. Sounds great. Well, thank you. Thank you again so much for having me, um, Franklin. I'm super excited to be here. We love working with your team. Um, so my name's Nicole. I'm the partnership manager for the East Coast at Gorgeous. And my job is really to work with agencies, make sure you guys are happy, make sure you know your clients know about Gorgeous and really educate about the tool. And what Gorgeous is, is it's a customer service help desk, so you were correct there. And what we do is we aggregate all your support in one place. So email, chat, Facebook, Instagram, phone, um, SMS, all into one view versus, you know, you know, traditionally brands were kind of managing it, you know, from all different um, channels. And now it actually aggregates it all into one to kind of save your team time and money. And then on top of that, our, our system was built on machine learning to automate a lot of the responses, those repetitive inquiries. Um, and while most people think, oh no, we don't want to, you know, have that robotic, robotic tone. That's exactly what we stray away from with, um, you know, we pull in key variables from Shopify to implement to the response. So it, it's dynamic and it changes based on the customer to actually pull in accurate data, um, and then signing it off with whatever the brand voice is. So totally customizable, um, and really easy for our customers to use. I see. And so, um, you know, it's interesting because as a, as a consumer, I had an interaction with, a, um, a very well-known um, pest control franchise this weekend. And, and I decided to interact with them uh, through Facebook. And it was, um, it, it was three days, four days actually, before they, they, they finally got back to me. And, and that was disappointing. And I'm sure it was disappointing to them that um, as a loyal customer of 10 years, um, I decided to reach out for, through that specific channel. And that must be the challenge for e-commerce merchants, just never knowing when and how somebody is going to um, try and look for that service. And so um, 
you know, I was thinking in, in, about your, w- what you guys do and where the value um, is in just really being able to outsource the, um, the service function. But um, wow, being able to consolidate those service channels into one interface, that, that seems like it's really valuable. And that must be where a lot of your customers are really finding, um, fi- finding the, the, the value in Gorgeous. Is that right? Yeah, 100%. I think it's super key to know, you know, support was actually seen as something people just wanted to get through. And really, that's where your customers are. That's where you can retain them. Um, You don't have to spend a lot of money because they've already purchased something. Or, you know, if they're looking at your website, you can kind of upsell them through social media or chat. Um, There's lots of ways you can actually drive them back to your website. But I would say the best form of marketing or, you know, sales is really having great customer support. So, um that's really great. And it's, you know, it's from a, from an e-commerce agency perspective, I can tell you um, in the, in the, in the, whether it's replatforming or upgrading project plan, sometimes people don't think about this until it's um, just a little bit, t- you know, time to launch. Oh, how are we going to integrate customer service and et cetera. So it's, it's really great to know that you guys are out there. How did Gorgeous come to happen? Um, can you, can you tell a little bit about the story behind it? Do you know? And um, how did it come to kind of fill this niche? Because it's a real cool one. Yeah, absolutely. So our founders, I think, started back in 2015. I have to double check on that date. But um, basically what they were initially working on was templates, responses to emails. Um, I think they kind of just grew the product naturally then over time. And we're like, well, wait, we can actually use these templates um, as kind of customer service responses. And then they really kind of built it from like this extension for templates to actually be a full-fledged tool. I see. Um, yeah. So that's kind of where the whole idea came from. And I think they saw a lot of downfalls with customer support. And we're really trying to create a product that was one, e-commerce focused. So our entire tool is really e-commerce focused. And then two, um, figure out how to really make customer service a pleasant experience, which wasn't really always the case these last five years. I think it's really transformed um, because I think now, you know, everyone puts the customer first. There were usually long wait times. You know, if you had to cancel a flight or something, now it's really something top of mind that a lot of um, brands are are putting forward and first. That's great. Um, so, so really with the, with the focus on e-commerce and given, given the growth of e-commerce, do you, do you have any thoughts on um, what are the key differences between customer service for e-commerce versus more uh, traditional customer service via, you know, f- phone banks and email? Is it just, uh, and maybe we answered that question when we started out, is it really just the, the number of channels that people use to, um, to, to communicate with e-commerce merchants? Is that the um, big difference or is, is there other parts of it? Yeah, so great question. So actually, I would say that um, the big difference, and I think we saw this with the pandemic last year, is a lot of B2B actually moved online. And what was great about, you know, B2B or, you know, having a retail store is you could actually engage with the person, um, you know, in person, right? And so, so I think that just gives you kind of that personal edge, they can try things on, they can ask as many questions as they want. And, um, you know, I think that's what was known for so long and i don't know if people knew that 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 was customer service of itself you know just being able to go to the store but online is just so different because you don't always have that personal interaction so how do you bring this 
in-person interaction that was traditionally, you know, any, everywhere you went, whether it's coffee shop or whether it's, you know, getting your, your um, skin care or routine down or whatever, yeah. wherever you're heading um, to actually transform it online. And again, I think, you know, just as we see D2C grow so much and e-commerce grow so much, that's really the, di the difference. I think a lot of things are virtual, you know, we're all working from home now and people are active on, on so many channels. So we're constantly, you know, I, I listed a few of them, but you know, we're launching Instagram DMs um, soon or yeah. People ask me about a TikTok integration, you know, the other week, and there's just so many different ways to get in touch with brands now. And I think that's constantly evolving. I think, you know, consumer mindset, mindset is shifting more online. People are way more comfortable with ordering online and never having to leave their home. I know I did that at the beginning of March last year um, or end of March. I, I think I was like a couch potato and ordered everything from Amazon. And so um, you know, that's kind of just to give you an idea of like wh why those are different, but I think they're just as important and we should definitely mimic what we had in store to kind of bring that experience online. Yeah. So is it, is it fair to say that maybe, um, with, uh, with, with a, a framework like gorgeous an e-commerce merchant can really move their customer service more from responding to complaints and problems, whether it be you know, returns or size exchange or quality issues, that type of thing to being able to, um, a, a merchant can not only handle that, but, but work with customers um, in, a, in a more proactive way, they, the way they would in person and maybe help with upselling and, and, um, and, and increasing the ticket. Can, can e-commerce merchants look at uh, this as an opportunity to do that as well? I'm sorry, can you repeat just so uh, I think there were a couple of questions um, just um, so what was the main one? The main question was really can it can um, e-commerce merchants use uh, gorgeous to um, are e-commerce merchants using gorgeous to do more than just field complaints and okay. um, quick requests are there is there deeper interactions upselling cross selling that you can do with the platform? Okay, perfect. Yeah. So I'll start kind of with like that first one. So yeah, um, I would say there's just so much that can be done with support. It's not just inbound, like, hey, can you replace this? You know, you can actually change that response being like, yes, of course. Oh, so happy to throw in 30% on your next order. You know, that's a great upsell. Or um, we have a merchant that had a ton of issues with returns. And so what they did is they launched a chat on um, the, the shoe, the shoe, it was a shoe company on the specific shoe site. Um, that was, um, they, usually you had to order half a size up. So what yeah. they said is like, hey, we recommend you ordering a size up. That drastically reduced the number of returns. So, you know, there's a lot you can do with retention. Um, I also think, you know, a good customer experience is, speaks for, um, you know, way more sales down the line. I think that's going to drive down, up that AOV. Um, again, with kind of Instagram and Facebook, if we think about those, you can actually manage your ad, added comments and organic comments from Gorgeous. Um, and what's really key there is if someone's, you know, commenting heart emoji or, you know, we love this or tagging their friends, those are all qualified leads. So, you know, you're out there looking, spending a ton on, you know, your advertising dollars, but really to convert those is actually put them through, um, you know, a response that says, hey, you and your friends, all you get, you know, 10% off, whatever the discount is that you, you want to give or, hey, email us, like we want to put you through the sweet stakes. However you want to engage with your customer, that's how you can do it. So I think, you know, while not every single channel is for every single brand, there's so much you can do for every specific channel um, that's unique to that channel, like SMS, for example, you could send yeah. a GIF 
um, or you could send a sweepstakes. They can just text the number, yes or no. Um, there's just so many conversational ways. And we talk about this term about conversational commerce of how to get people to convert with this conversational tone and why conversational commerce is people are, are not traditionally always doing email and phone, but actually they wanna have a conversation. They're coming to your site looking for a quick response. I'm definitely one of those people. I just wanna text it. I don't wanna sit on the phone and how that's really transforming. And um, that's something I think that's super important to note is as you kind of continue that conversational tone, you actually have your customer in front of you and you can do upselling. Uh, you know, you can hide comments on Facebook if they're all negative, you can do content moderation. We have a lot of brands that just use us for content moderation. Now I would say the oh, one wow. thing with that is maybe rather than hiding your negative comments, you can actually respond to those and show them, hey, we are so sorry you had a bad experience. You know, we just gave you a call or really turn that negative experience into a positive one. And that's the ability you can do with, um, you know, a platform or just in general, like as a, as a general practice is to actually understand, you know, what your customers are saying. Yeah. Uh, my, my, when you're talking, my head is buzzing here, thinking about all the, the possibilities. Um, but yet, um, you know, a, a lot to think about in a lot of ways that, that it could be applied. Um, at a very basic level, can you, can you tell us about kind of the people and the, and the tech behind the scenes? If, if I'm a, you know, maybe, maybe this way, if I'm a, um, an e-commerce merchant and I'm doing uh, an, an apparel brand and I'm doing $5 million a year online and I say, yeah, I'm buying in here. Um, you know, who's going to be, who's going to be on my team and what's going to be the technology be behind it if, if I choose you guys to support me? Yeah, so I think there's a, a variety of ways. So either you can manage your support in-house. So the whole idea is that you're not actually hiring more people, but you're using tools and automation to actually supplement what you're already doing. Gotcha. Now, um, again, you know, we're, we're all for having, um, you know, you use both tools because that, that's what the whole idea is. You can manage it in-house, but also, you know, allowing your team to actually focus on the urgent manner. So that's why the machine learning component comes in because it can detect what are the negative comments. So you want to get to those first first um, part of your day or, you know, the returns before they're fulfilled um, versus, um, you know, going through every single inquiry just as based on timing of when they came in, because the prioritization is going to be also very key to kind of how you're managing your support. Um, the other option is you can also outsource. Um, you know, we have a ton of partners, uh, outsourcing partners that we um, partner with, and they're amazing. They can do hourly, they can do um, by person. It really just kind of depends on what the brand is looking for and what the agency has as requirements. And so there's a lot of different options, um, especially if you, if you have, you know, a big team and you want, you know, you want additional help over the holidays, let's say. Um, so there's a lot of variety of ways of how you can kind of work with that. Gotcha. So if I'm a really big brand with uh, a problem right now with my customer service being siloed, let's say I've got um, phone reps over here, I've got a social media manager over here, I've got somebody moderating the website and in inbound emails over here, and um, a, a few other people, um, I could I could use Gorgeous to really consolidate all of those messages into really one department. And so my, my customer service team could use Gorgeous to, to manage all those channels from one place instead of them being siloed. And then for, um, for an e-commerce merchant like this mythical apparel company I'm thinking of starting, um, if I really just wanted to outsource the customer service completely to you, I could do both. So you guys can solve for both of those cases, the big, the big brand and then the smaller, more nimble startup that wants to outsource completely. 
Yeah. Um, again, I think it just kind of depends exactly what the, that brand is looking for. Right. So do, you know, while I think a lot of big teams can outsource and they want to outsource a lot of them also want to keep it in house, right? They wanted to have their customer support team close to them. They want to yeah. make sure that they can train them in their own brand voice and, um, you know, in the specific language that they speak. So I don't think one is better than the other. I think it definitely helps you free up time. You know, if you're not trying to hire a full-time employee and maybe, um, you know, you can save money there by outsourcing, but again, it just depends on the priority. Um, because you know, if you have 50 agents for your brand, you know, that, that can also mean, you know, you're really heavily prioritizing, um, your customer service and, and you want it to be all in house right. and maybe you need them around the clock. Right. Um, versus outsourcing where you, you might not always, um, always need to outsource like a team of 50 and maybe, you know, you want to take the hiring into your own hands. Yep. That's, that's great. So, um, for, for companies that might think about, um, your solution, um, and obviously, um, they, they could contact you or somebody else on the team, but, um, the, the, um, do, do you have, um, metrics from your current clients that, um, indicate how, um, this can help them, whether it's, um, metrics around, um, growth from upsells and cross-sells or whether it's, um, uh, savings by, um, being responsive to customer service. Are there, um, kind of some, some metrics around conversational commerce that can, that can, can help, help your, um, prospects to understand the value? Yeah, a hundred percent. So I would say, um, you know, when we talked about that, you know, content moderation piece and upselling on Facebook and Instagram, we actually show that it's the equivalent of a 5% increase in ad spend. So just to give you an idea there of how you can kind of weigh that, um, the other, the other example that we have is we actually found that out of a, we, so one, we can track revenue and gorgeous, um, in our platform, we can actually attribute specific, um, engagement with a customer to actually being attributed to that um, to that uh, specific agent and, and being part of their deal. So if someone oh, wow. converts within seven days, you know, we actually attribute that to a specific agent. Yep. So that revenue data is really important. Um, but what we found is, you know, in a study that we did with one of our brands and, um, we just took a generic kind of, uh, uh data set is we found out of a thousand tickets, um, that were responded within 10 minutes. Um, the conversion rate was actually 28% and those were for pre-sale chats. So that's, wow customers that haven't purchased within 30 days, customers that are entirely new. Um, and they drove, I think an additional like $22,000 of support. I, I'll, I'll definitely have to check, but it's, it's very much like that, that revenue is super important um, to, to note, to actually understand that your act, your, your support team should be your sales team. Like I mentioned earlier and can really drive that incremental revenue that you're looking for. And it, it sounds like you, you mentioned uh, B2B in the beginning that, and maybe maybe you don't have that many metrics around B2B companies like that yet, but you think that that Gorgeous can do great types of things like that for B2B as well. Does that make sense? And you, with these, you see um, people adopting support like this? Um, yeah, sorry. So, so for B2B brands that are moving to D2C or B2B using it in store? B two B. Um, either way, you think B two B. There's just as much opportunity for B two B as for B two C. Um, yeah, I mean, I think a hundred percent. I think like a, like it. It definitely is. Um, I think the way that you track it in B two B, and like I, I don't have a, again too much input it in this um, because we are more D two C focused. But 
um, for B2B, I think the way that they can track it is by sales associates, right? Like how much are they yep. selling on a daily basis? And you can kind of think about that same thing online. Um, and yeah, I mean, we've seen, we've seen businesses entirely deprecate their, their, um, you know, brick and mortar, uh, stores and yep. move completely online. Um, I also think it totally depends on the brand. You know, you can't always try skincare products on in the store and know exactly how they're going to, um, pan out. That's why online is easier. Whereas clothing can often be very difficult. You want to go in and try on. And I think that will never die. So, um, while it's definitely very, very important, I think every, every brand should try and have it, have um, an element of B2B, I think, you know, kind of where we're heading, the most important part is having that B2C space and, yeah. and having that be yep. kind of where you're focusing on. That makes total sense. Um, so this has been, this has been really helpful to understand what you guys do. What about, um, and, and now I have a really clear picture of it. So thank you. But um, yeah. for, for this year, um, what, what, what are you guys looking to do? Is there anything you can share with regard to Gorgeous's roadmap and um, any new features or things about um, the platform that are recent um, that, that you think merchants are really going to to like uh, so oh, any new developments 100 percent. i mean so we're developing things you know every single um week um i will say you know instagram dms is going to be huge for us you know we're really waiting on um completing that sh um that feature and then shipping that out i think that's going to be massive for a lot of brands that are you know now only on Instagram specifically, um, and actually are running sales through that. I think the other thing is we're actually in beta right now doing our self-service portal. So you can actually um, manage all your orders um, right through um, or by yourself pretty much without ever having to kind of talk to an agent. I think that's also super key, you know, just clicking through. And then the third thing that's kind of, you know, huge for us is we're actually building out our native phone system. So, you know, rather than integrating with other partners, we're actually going to offer um, our own native phone system to wow. use for a lot of our customers. So um, what does that mean? Native phone system? Does yeah. That so that, uh, that actually means, so, you know, typically right now we're actually integrating with some awesome partners on managing the calls. And so they actually are more, um, they're based on phone calls, um, okay. and have their own support, uh, their own support system that integrates with gorgeous. We're actually going to be offering our own system where they can just, you know, they, we will be their phone system for gotcha. customer support. Yeah. Gotcha. That makes total sense. Um, that's great. So, um, Starting to, to close up shop here on this podcast, uh, what's the best way for um, anybody who's listening, uh, any of uh, the folks that visit our, our website at Acorn um, to get in touch with Gorgeous if they're interested in learning more? Yeah, so I would say a um, couple ways. So one, they can always, of course, email you guys um, and then, you know, intro to us. Um, we have a specific offer with Akarin where you can get a month free um, or mention that if they do reach out. My email is Nicole at gorgeous.com. So they can always email me direct. Um, and then I think, you know, we have shared a link with you guys that you might post on this as well, where you can just directly click and it's linked um, with our offer with um, Akarin. I will do that and include that link in the in the show notes as well. So um, I always like to close with a with a fun final question, Nicole. Uh, so I'm going to put yes. you on the spot here um, from a, from a sports perspective. Uh, hopefully, you're planning to watch the Super Bowl this year. Um, what team would you would you like to see win it? 
Yeah. So, um, you know, it's funny. My boyfriend is a 49er fanatic, but he went to Michigan. So he, he loves Tom Brady. Um, so definitely, oh. I think we're cheering for the Bucks this year. Um, I'm actually in Seattle. So my dad and my whole family is a Seahawks fan. So um, kind of, kind of in between a lot of rivalries, um, but we're definitely, definitely focusing on uh, Tom Brady. I think this year, I think it's going to be an awesome, awesome game. Well, it's funny, you know, most of us here in New England um, still really love Tom Brady and all the great things he did here. So um, as much as I think uh, Pat Mahomes is an exciting player, um, I, I gotta, I, I'm, I'm with you here. I, I want to see uh, Tom Brady win his, uh, his seventh, even though it's uh, not going to be in, in, a, in a Patriots uniform. Totally. So, um, but it'll, I mean, it'll how be... can you hate him? How can you hate <laughs> no, him? I you think can. he's like the most loved guy in the world and, yeah. you know, he's just got it all. He's the goat. He's the greatest ever. Of he course. is the goat. He is the goat. That's <laughs> he perfect. He doesn't want to be really. the goat, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm ready. I'm ready for that. But yeah, no. He, I mean, you just can't. Yeah, I don't think you can hate him. I just don't know. <laughs> well, um, Nicole, thanks so much for your time. Um, really exciting to learn more about Gorgeous. Um, excited to do some more cross promotion with you guys and um, get some merchants onto the platform this year. Super exciting stuff. I think there's a ton of value that. Um, we can both bring to our clients and um, and other merchants out there too. So um, thank you so much for joining today and um, uh, uh, look forward to talking to you soon, uh, hopefully about uh, some, some upcoming work. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll, I'll just kind of leave with one final note that I just love to share. Um, you know, if you think about customer support, you know, it's as easy as going to eat at a restaurant um, and you get really bad service, even though the food, food is good. I think the service is what really adds in that extra layer. And that's kind of how you want to think about your brand. You know, it, are people going to be happy with the experience when they walk away? Um, I think that's always key to note. And so that's one of my favorite examples to share. That's a, um, that's a great way to, to frame it, Nicole. And, um, you know, one of the, my, my final note is I think um, my, my goal here was to really bring, have our clients bringing customer service um, into the, the projects that we work on with them sooner so that we're really talking about it being a part of the core solution. And um, I think that's where we can really help our merchants um, grow and, and, and do better with their customers. I love that. Well, uh, we appreciate you guys and, and appreciate the support and are super excited to keep growing. Um, you know, and like I said, you know, we've raised now our Series B 25 million last year. Yeah, um, and yeah, and are just super excited to just keep on growing, keep on, yeah. you know, working on the best product out there and um, keep everyone else excited about it as well. And then work with partners like you guys to, to implement your feedback and just keep improving. Awesome. Well, um, thanks so much. And uh, we will uh, talk soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of e-commerce answers. If you have ideas for topics you believe we should be exploring, send a note to podcast at acorin.com or you can fill out the contact form on our website. If you'd like to participate and be a guest, we welcome those inquiries too. Thanks so much for listening, and we look forward to bringing you our next episode.